Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, I'm living in a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always doing Oh, yeah. Presented by the Barstool News Network. It is Thursday, June 4th, 2020. Today we have a special guest, multi-platinum artist Trinidad James, on the second half of the show to talk R.I.P. George Floyd and much more about what's going on right now. And in the front half, we've got vaccine and protest updates. Mark, get us going. You guys want to lead off with some good motherfucking news? Yes. yes. Quit playing with me, Mark. You want to hear some good news? Quit playing with me, Mark. <laughs> I know I do. I've been ingesting bad news uh, at a clip of over eight hours of screen time a day right into my eyes and brain from my smartphone, which is making me wish I had refilled my Xanax prescription before I let my health care relapse or lapse. Uh, and now I can't get health care again until open enrollment. It's super uh, cheap in November. Yeah. I'm not allowed to get I can't get it because I let it lapse because I had a job that had health care. And then I just was being lazy. We don't want to hear your whole you life can't, story. You just... can't you cannot get health care until November. So I just can't get it. I can afford it. But I can't get it. so I can't. No Xanax, get, Xanax, is, Xanax is expensive. Um, anyway, Xanax with that story. You guys want to hear some good news? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Big Fauci, the romance novel protagonist, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor, Doctor Anthony Fauci, said on Tuesday that he believes we will have hundreds of millions of doses of coronavirus vaccine in the U.S. By the end of the of the year or at the at the new year. Oh, wow. Did wow. you hear that? So by Christmas, you're going to be vaccinated. Kind right of. around then. Hundreds is, of millions. This is huge for my first potential New Year's kiss, which is going to be also great for <laughs> me getting my health care in November. This is perfect timing. Um, Trump launched Operation Warp Speed a few weeks ago and assigned a group of top officials with one goal to develop and identify an effective vaccine and get that shit out there. And they might as well have named it ludicrous speed because just two weeks later, and Fauci is saying uh, in interviews that hundreds of millions of people will be able to get the vaccine. In this six is only time. The, 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 the people who are into the Gates conspiracy theories. This oh, is yeah. only going to push it up higher. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. They had it the whole time. Well, mm-hmm. OK, well, turn the volume right. up to a thousand on those conspiracies. Maybe I'm naive. <laughs> seems just seems like good news to me. That's it. I mean, nothing left to say, but fuck. Yeah. Uh, great job by everyone involved and great job by Trump launching this operation uh, and getting it done. Please nice. now shift focus to civil rights, sir. Uh, yes, 2021. Yeah. 2021 is going to be such a good year, guys. People are going to be walking around with full on wood and hard nipples everywhere. Smiles ear to ear. I'm telling you. 2021. No Corona. Yeah. I, I could lose a limb in 2021 and it'd be better. You'd be cool. <laughs> Just trying to keep it upbeat. Throwing this no, out yeah. here. If I was Fauci, now would be the time to lie about a vaccine coming, 
just because we need some good news. Just putting that out there. Sorry, Mark. President Barack oh, come Obama. On. President Barack Obama participated in a virtual town hall roundtable event yesterday, also known as a Zoom call, uh, with former <laughs> Attorney General Eric Holder and actors from Minneapolis, sponsored by My Brother's Keeper Alliance, a nonprofit that Obama founded. Barack offered some poignant words regarding the protests and the current civil unrest, guys. He said, for those of you who have been talking about protests, Wes, can you do this for me, please? Uh, for those of you, uh, God, you put my, for those of you who have been talking about uh, the protests, just remember, this country was founded on protest. It is called the American Revolution. Every step of progress in this country, every expansion of freedom, every expression of our deepest ideals have been won through efforts that made the status quo uncomfortable. Love it. Yeah. Decent. That's Not bad. I give it a C. Yeah, you can get back. But that, that was pretty good. Was you good. got into it. Cold. You got into it. You could feel yeah. like I, 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 it was almost a journey for me feeling you <laughs> work your way back in. Right. Yeah. Wes is going to be uh, staring at the mirror doing Obama all night tonight. Yeah, I'm <laughs> working on for Trump. For you old school hard factor fans, that was a literal popping of the clutch because Wes was in first gear and he had to take it to fourth. Yeah. Skipping two and three, guys. Uh, two Tau, J. Alexander Koenig. And Thomas Lane, also known as the three Minneapolis uh, police officers who let their colleague murder George George Floyd, were themselves charged with varying degrees of murder yesterday. Uh, they're in custody and await what will surely be a highly contest- contested trial process. Uh, and then protest guys continued around the world uh, into last evening. And thankfully, it seemed that the demonstrations continued to trend toward civil disobedience and away from looting and rioting. Uh, it seems right. like things are chilling Less- out. Less violence is what I've heard. You know, it's interesting. Obama, he had a crazy idea where he just said some words that were reassuring to people who were extremely <laughs> upset. Right. And it seemed to work out like gangbusters, you know? Is that I mean, a, yeah, it, just, it must be a leadership thing. I don't know. It's uh, like, if you, it's, you know, like if you equate it to like music, if you're going to listen to like um, R&B you're probably going to be feeling good, maybe make a little bit of love. If you're going to listen to like heavy metal, you're probably going to like be bashing your head up and down and want to yeah. like break stuff. You know what I mean? Like- Look, we, we've all been in situations before where we're the boss of the group, like that terrible soccer coach who led the tie boys into that cave. Oh, and, God. And, and when that responsibility is on your shoulder, sometimes you got to look at your tie boys uh, who are most certainly going to die and say, everything's going to be Don't okay. go in that cave. Yeah, even though it might be a lie, guys. Uh, anyway, I think, I think right now Trump needs to be like, hey, guys, we're in the cave. Yeah, we need, to, yeah. We need to swim out. Is he going to do that on <laughs> via Twitter or uh, who knows? Anyway, um, yes, civil disobedience more uh, common, looting less common. Very good, according to CBS News. Over thirteen thousand five hundred people have been arrested across forty three cities um, in the nine days of protesting. That's their stat. Let's talk about steaks. Do you guys even know what day Father's Day is? It's June twenty first. I looked it usually up. Usually on a, it's usually on a Sunday, right? Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. That, guys, is why they don't have Sun's Day. Uh, you've done enough. It's time to make things right by getting your dad some 100% American Grand Finish beef, naturally aged, at least 21 days, so you know mm. it's legal. Delicious, thick, juicy Omaha steaks to ease his disappointment in you. Uh, I got these steaks, guys. <laughs> they sent them to us, and they're all gone. And if all I got to do to get more of these steaks is have a kid and live until they become financially independent, then show me where to make the pregnancy because I am in. These steaks are amazing. They are fantastic. Literally, my roommate was eating one of the steaks. I let him have one. Uh, And he was like, what beef is this? And I was like, it's from the Midwest, bro. That's how you know it's good. Changes your life. Yep. 
Very yeah, these pi- are 2021 steaks. You don't even really deserve them this year. Yeah, no, these are pious, clean Ship living from cows. from the future, honestly. You're yeah. going to love it, guys. And right now, Omaha Steaks is offering our listeners access to a variety of amazing packages that are perfect to send dad for Father's Day. So go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code FACTOR, F-A-C-T-O-R, in the search bar, and you'll see all the great options available. Many that include free shipping. Take that, Jeff Bezos, uh, and free one-pound package <laughs> of their perfectly cured, incredibly thick, thickens. That's a trademark, hard factor term, Applewood smoked steak cut bacon. This shit will fuck you up. There are many packages available. You should get at them. They get straight, shipped straight to your, to your dad's front door. In times for Father's Day. Again, that's June 21st. Get on it, slackers. It ain't just steaks, neither. They got hot dogs, burgs, bacon, sides, artisan desserts made by fucking artisans. They got everything. Yeah. Pat, you're not going to believe it by looking at me, but I went through that whole package. I, I, I did the dogs today, had a little bit of chili, put them on the, on the dogs. Whoa. I believe it, Mark. The hot and, dogs. Uh, I was wondering why you were wearing too. a Pretty good. Just- sweatshirt in the summer. Omaha Steaks delivers yeah. guaranteed quality and safety with every order, guys. So send dad a gift of food he will love this year. <laughs> Unlike you, make Father's Day simple this year. Oh, he send, might after you send after the, the steaks, but yeah. it's dependent on the steaks. Let's be honest, guys. Uh, send them the fucking steaks. Get on the bacon. Free shipping. It's going to be amazing. OmahaSteaks.com. Type in factor in the search bar. Shop for Father's Day today. Hey, also, definitely do it because we're super poor and I'm seriously in debt. And every time you type in factor and you give your dad a gift, it's a two-burner. You're helping hard factor out, too. Oh, yeah. Merch, merch and ad deals. That's if you want to support the boys. All right. Uh, looks like the hard factor boys aren't the only ones that are uncomfortable with using the U.S. military to put down a nationwide protest. Uh, You wouldn't believe it. The actual military also seems to have a problem with it. Uh, Secretary of Defense Mark Esper said on Wednesday, I say this not only as Secretary of Defense, but also a former soldier and a former member of the National Guard. The option to use active duty forces in a law enforcement role should only be used as a matter of last resort, and only in the most urgent and dire of situations. We are not in one of those situations right now. I do not uh, support invoking the Insurrection Act. He sounds kind of like a sportscaster. He sounds lazy, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, Well, he doesn't want to use his troops, you know, to to move on the civilians. He also also claimed that no tear gas was used by his troops um, the other day, uh, clearing the church. So I guess... It was smoke bombs and not tear gas uh, that they shot at that priest. Or I think what Esper was <laughs> inferring is that the cops did that and not mm-hmm. the army. Mm-hmm. Is that even though it said military police, it was I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Even the fucking military is going works. after the MPs are in the military. Yeah. Typical. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds sounds a little funky all around, but he is not cool with it. Also, to nobody's surprise, General Mattis, the former secretary of defense under Trump, Took mad this opportunity, the mad dog. Yeah, he took this opportunity. He loves fucking with Trump. Uh, he took this opportunity to say <laughs> the Nazi slogan was divide and conquer, while the American response was in union, there is strength. Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people, does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. We are witnessing the consequences of three years of these, this deliberate effort. So basically, Mattis is saying that Trump is trying to act like Hitler. 
So. What was yeah, that? Yeah, no, I th- I think that's how Mattis talks. I think Mattis works himself into, up into constipation a lot. He gets so upset. <laughs> yeah, what was that impression based on? I don't think I've ever heard Mattis talk. But <laughs> I, I just like a, a, the I, his name's the Mad Dog. So like I just imagine what the Mad Dog would sound like. Yeah, I, I didn't spend years it. of training my body <laughs> to not shit for months to <laughs> deal with this shit. Trump, Trump tweeted his house too. Yeah. <laughs> Trump tweeted last night. The only thing that Obama and I have in common is we both had the pleasure of firing Mattis. Yeah, he went there. Uh, and we'll see how this plays out. I think Trump is in a unique situation right now, personally, uh, to be able to like force actual meaningful legislative change uh, this year, considering when you think that Congress, right, is Senate, which he can tell what to do. And then the Democrats, who should be amenable to uh, some the types of progressive changes that they need right now. So if he wanted to, but does he have the balls to do it? Many are saying they doubt it. Um, does many, well, many, many, he's going to do it. He's going to no, do it. Yeah, he's many, gonna, he did he's say gonna, he's, he's done the most. Do it. The most for uh, African Americans well, of any he, president, but, and the best West, is yet to come. Is what he said. The best is yet to go. come. Many are saying they doubt it. Uh, prison, law enforcement, and cannabis reforms would be excellent starts, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, you Come know, on, baby. But I, I don't think there's any world where you'd get all three, maybe one or two. Who knows? He could make it happen if he really wanted to. But honestly, my opinion is I think he does probably one to zero of those. And, you know, based on what he's doing right now, because he is tweeting – Nothing but about the economy and then uh, supporting Senator Tom Cotton, who wants Mm. to send troops into everywhere in the entire country to put down the protest. You forgot about personal enemies. He's also tweeting about personal enemies. Right. I mean, people, he doesn't. That's always, though. That's always. That's always. I'm just saying he doesn't seem to be to me. doesn't see. He seems like he's much more focused on like suppression stuff. Positive vibes, guys. Late, late 2020 and all of 2021 going to be great. He might be. Yeah, doing I'd the love thing. to see it. I'd he love might be to doing the it. thing where he waits until the election gets closer, then he drops some gems on us. You never know. Yeah, he's um, saving hope- them. I bet. Who's going to be the lucky yeah. girl on New Year's Eve? My first <laughs> New Year's kiss. Thanks, Fauci. Um, all right, guys. Bill De Blasio has had what you might call an appropriate 2020, uh, the worst year on record from what I can remember in my 38 years on this earth. May also be De Blasio's, and he's 59. Um, first, let's start late last year. Uh, The part-time mayor, as Trump refers to him, um, had uh, the hilariously bad showing in the Democratic primary, something about his campaign finances. The New York Post ran an obituary for his campaign when he dropped at like zero support, zero percent support. Yeah, yeah. Saying it died of ego induced psychosis, but died doing what it loved doing best, being as far away from the city as possible. Uh, And on camera. camera. I wonder if they check the facts on that. That seems pretty outlandish i don't know that that's one of his uh biggest criticisms is he's not he's not around enough i guess but it's the post um, uh. and when he is around yeah. he's creeping everybody oh, out, no, no, let's no. Be it's honest. not just the post <laughs> yeah. it's the times the look the left and the right both agree de blasio's a d- disgraceo it's like the one thing they've come together upon is that they hate de blasio is see honestly like de blasio seems to be uniting new york city like yeah, kind it of. seems the hate of Bill De Blasio is actually if, a uniting. If factor. every city yep. had a De Blasio, we'd be we'd be better off technically because well, everyone yeah. would be on the same side. Vegas right. has one. It's called Carrot Top. He's the he's yeah. New York's Carrot Top. <laughs> yeah, he's like a <laughs> shitty sports team. Yeah, um, sometimes you gotta have a loser to unite you. <laughs> yeah, um, 
Then uh, then COVID happens. Uh, his city becomes the epicenter of the coronavirus cases in the U.S. It's a clusterfuck. Um, then comes social distancing and lockdowns where he calls on the community that hates him to turn on each other and snitch. But instead, he gets sent a bunch of dick pics. So a huge. <laughs> oh, by the way, there. I think he's doing that again with with uh, with the riots. Ah, uh, fuck him. He's an idiot. Um, he's getting more dick pics. Yeah. Good. I hope Maybe, well, now, well, now it's a sign that he likes it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder who owns it. Fool, fool me once, you know. <laughs> can you can you stick? Can you do this with it now? Uh, then maybe, the riots... maybe we should, maybe we should set up a snitch line. They're like just just go <laughs> just go look at gay porn. Bill, man. Right. <laughs> Anyone else yeah. feeling that? I think it might be time to yeah. reopen the line. Um, uh, then the riots, and pretty much everyone in New York City is calling for his resignation. From the president of the New York Black Lives Matter chapter to former mayor Rudy Giuliani. Um, they have petitions out there demanding his resignation. Bipartisan his effort. Yeah, his daughter's yeah. out there getting arrested along with protesters. He's defending the cops that ran the protesters. Um, it took him too long to initiate a curfew. Then it was too late of a curfew. Um, and then, And then it's like... Governor Cuomo thinks he's a joke and has been joking about removing him from office, um, saying technically the governor could remove a mayor, but you'd have to file charges. And then there's an acting mayor. Cuomo is not happy with how uh, police have been handling the violence in the city and is blaming it on de Blasio. Um, everyone wants him out. Like we said, it's the only thing that's uniting New Yorkers right now. He's is having a 2020. The, only yeah. analogy, having himself a 2020. the only analogy I can think of is like de Blasio is like the uh, quarterback on a small town high school football team. And his coach is talking to the small town paper being like, we're probably not going to start this guy any longer. Like it's, it's subversive and painful. Yeah, yeah, except it's on the biggest stage possible. He's the mayor of, like, the most important city in the world, basically. Cuomo's yeah. just fucking with him. <laughs> it's it's right. for everybody in the world to watch his demise instead of being in a small town in Missouri or whatever. Pants exactly. around his ankles. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they can all agree he's the shittiest mayor of all time. And they want him gone. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we need a predicted market on whether de Blasio will resign by a certain time or at all because um, they're calling for his fucking head. Um, by the way, predict.org slash promo slash hard factor 20. You can bet on shit like that on the site and we will give you a free 20 bucks when you sign up. It's a free um, 20 bucks. Come on. Free 20 man. bucks. Can't get any better than that. Um, so predict.org slash promo slash hard factor 20. And now here is our interview with multi-platinum selling recording artist, actor, Mr. Trinidad James. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited to have on the show my friend, my business partner, uh, a fantastic entertainer, multi-platinum selling recording artist, actor, dancer, speaker, sneakerhead, Trinidad James. Welcome to Hard Factor, Trinidad James. Woo! I'm a Hard Factor, baby. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, What's TJ. Up? What's up? Last time we caught up with TJ, he came and joined us uh, at the uh, Detroit Cannabis Cup, where we took a hit of weed every minute on the hour, a- on the minute for an hour. Uh, we had a good time. And then that goddamn Man. Darren McCarty from the Red Wings just had my number. He kept fucking with me. <laughs> yeah, and then TJ closed with some songs. It was a great show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, definitely was a hell of an experience. Shout out to High Times for giving us a chance to have that experience. Mm-hmm. And it'll bring us back again when the world opens back up again. Yeah, you man. remember the you Flintstoner? Know? He had the revolver blunt. That was, Come on, man. That was pretty cool. We'll get, it was a lot of different <laughs> characters out there. Uh, anyway, Trinidad, so shit's fucked up. Uh, and you've been having this Instagram series on your IG at Trinidad James UG, uh, Dad Talks. Um, it's fantastic. Do you want to tell the people what it is? 
So um, dad talk and I advise, I'm doing it every day. I probably recorded uh, 18, 18, yeah, about 18 episodes with 18 different influencers, different types of celebrities. I mean, you name it, Big Frida, Dr. Dina, she's a big cannabis lady. Um, I mean, mixing up models, uh, store owners, a lot of different people with blue checks, to say the most, you know? When the situation uh, at hand, first of all, Dad Talk is a creative, it's a a space, a digital space for creatives to say how they feel, speak their piece. And, um, you know, it's kind of allows us to have like a therapy session where two creatives, they ask each other questions and, you know, we give each other honest answers and we take questions from the people watching. And you get to find out a lot of things about different people that people already look up to that you usually don't hear. I changed gears on it starting this week on Monday because... Um, you opened it up to a conversation. Yeah, I wanted to talk to the people. Right now, we're in a we're in a crazy place. We're in a crazy time. We're dealing with COVID-19, and now we're dealing with social injustices and police brutality, and just the miscommunication of what it takes to get mutual respect as a black man, black woman in America. I don't think that, I don't appreciate the way that a lot of influencers and celebrities are handling their platform. And so I don't want to talk to them anymore right now. Um, I want to talk to the people because the people are the ones that are actually on the ground. They're the ones that are actually putting in the work. They're the ones that are protesting. They're the ones that are getting shot by rubber bullets, getting beat up by police. They're the ones that are fighting for their rights, you know, fighting right. for equality. It's, it's been better than, than talking to influencers, honestly. Well, yeah, I, I saw, I noticed on the, on the episode that you did last night, uh, you know, I think it's really cool that you'll tune in and you'll, uh, you know, you'll answer questions. People will ask questions in the comment section. Then the IG has that feature where someone can join the stream. And Correct. last night, last night I tuned in and, and uh, there was a guy who had joined the stream that I didn't expect to see on the stream. And the reason I'm saying Correct. this is because this guy uh, was the most stereotypical looking white, uh, potentially race. And I can say this as a white guy, he had white trash facial features. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and he just had that racist look about him. He kind of had, you know, he had that, uh, that like, uh, olive t-shirt that was clearly handed, handed down from yeah, the like army. He could always Terrible go mustache. At any time. He could always <laughs> yeah, go hunting. I didn't expect to see him on your feed, uh, but I thought the conversation you guys was very you had was very interesting because he came on and essentially said, you know, what do you do when everyone in your family is a racist? Uh, and, and, and then dropped the word colored uh, while trying to explain that he wasn't a racist. It was pretty interesting. But t- tell me about that conversation with that guy, because that was that was out there. Well, that conversation was very amazing because, you know, those are the people that I love to speak to. To to get an ally, to understand people, you have to understand both sides. You can't just talk to people that see things the way that you see it. If you only talk to people that is like-minded like you, then you only have one perspective on life. So it was very good to talk to a person like him because he knows what it is to come from a racist family. He knows what it is to be actually racist. You know, he's a real white American. Right. He said Kentucky. that he didn't know that racism was wrong uh, until he got to high time. school because it was normal for him. Exactly. If you grow up racist, you know, it's, it's passed down generation to generation in your family. And if your father's 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 a racist and your mother's 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 a racist and your cousins and your father's friends, if they're all racist, then you cannot understand that 
you are a part of something that is not good. To them, it's like this: the sky is blue almost. It's like yeah, yeah, life is perfect because that's the life that you're living. That's that's comfortable had for he, um, you and your family. Right? Had he seen the video? Of this guy is that what changed um, for him before he came on your show, or what was the? Because um, I've I've heard of people who still haven't seen the the video of the murder, and I think that everybody should watch it if they have. Well, I think he's definitely seen it. But I think that this particular with there were protests in his small town in Kentucky. Hmm. So that kind of like really has him feeling a, a feeling in his chest and his heart because he doesn't want to be like his parents or his family members. He wants to be himself he wants to love everybody he wants to He's treat everybody have to start with the mustache if he wants to get out not be like his family Yo, pa- quit quit knocking on his I'm looks kidding. you're I'm doing kidding. a little profile in there Come on, i can i can when he said he was from kentucky i was like oh, yeah it was down to three states for me there's another one uh but you know i mean yeah it's awesome you're having those conversations and it's super interesting but i guess that kind of like begs the bigger question so trinidad you're you know originally from trinidad you're an immigrant to the United States. You spent some time in Canada, but you ended up in Atlanta, right? Like Atlanta is your home base. Uh, obviously, Atlanta was a epicenter of protesting, demonstration, um, and and turmoil, right? Obviously, it's it's a yes, black city. Yes, I was city. there. But, uh, you're right, right, and and it's a uh, you know it, it's a, it's almost like the black capital of the United States. What what was your what take I'm on what was sure. going on in Atlanta? What's your take generally on what's been going on in terms of the media manipulating or, or, or kind of how the media is selling what's happening, what the actual movement is, what's your general take? Well, you have a lot of black leaders in Atlanta, Georgia. There's a lot of money, a lot of capital, you know, a lot of black owned businesses. Um, a lot of the music entertainers are from Atlanta, Georgia, live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it's a big musical hub now, especially with hip hop being the number one genre in the U S um, a lot of that talent, a lot of that energy comes through Atlanta or from Atlanta. Um, and that, that stands for a lot. Also, Atlanta has always been a protest type of state where it's always been things like this happening from even in the past. Right. The last civil rights movement, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So even, so being from the South, you already know that's not an easy path or easy journey. No type of way that you take it. A lot of people that's leading these peaceful protests or the, not even per se, just all peaceful protests, but nonviolent protests that turn violent when people are infiltrating into the movement and coming with their own energy. Whereas just, we want to steal. We want to fuck shit up. We want to. Did you see a lot of that yourself? Did I see it? I didn't, I didn't get to see it with my own eyes. Um, I did not get to see it. I, I was a part of, I, I spoke at a town hall meeting in Atlanta. And when I went out to protest, the military had now come in and took over. Here in Miami, uh, they're not protesting. This is Miami is not really a protest type of place. They're protesting more in the outskirts of Florida, you know, but um, Miami, that's, that's not their energy here. It's more about pastels um, but, and dancing. I mean, Miami's just, yeah. it's a cultural hub. It's a cultural yeah, yeah, yeah. hub. It's different, well, you know. Back so, to what you were talking about, though, about the infiltration. Like, you're, now you're starting to see a lot of videos of, like, protesters, like, turning in these these people that are, like, just there to spray paint, just there to vandalize, just there to fuck shit up. Like, Antifa, yeah. They're, they're, like, they're like, yo, we're trying to protest. What the fuck are you doing? And they're like, right. 
they're not having it anymore. It seems like. Well, you got to, you got to address it, man. If you don't address it at the end of the day, negative shit gets blamed on black people. Mm -hmm. It is what it is, man. You know, that's the, that's the hard factor. That's what the hard factor is right there. It's true. Negative shit is blamed on black people. If some negative shit is going down, um, the quickest assumption, if it's weed on a hallway in a condo (laughs) and it's five people that live on one side and you smell weed from that side, it's a strong probability that the black guy's doors don't get knocked on first. I've experienced this firsthand. How do you feel about so, – so, you know, there's there's a lot of debate going on about nonviolent versus violent protests, right? And I think there's a bit of confusion. But but I, though, I think there's, there's a, a bit of a gray line as well that I'd like your thoughts on. So, you know, obviously looting, stealing, it's dumb shit. You know, no one should be doing that. We can all agree on that. When it comes to uh, the vandalization, for example, the burning down of a police station, right? Uh, to me, that's where the gray line and that's where the debate starts to happen, which is like – if the if the protests didn't do any damage, if they were just peaceful, I feel like maybe the African American community is feeling like we won't be heard, right? Right? Uh, or or there's there's not necessarily a bloodletting uh, in the way that there needs to be from the pent up pain and anger, right? Like, what's what's the sentiment? Like, obviously, you know, looting's terrible, but also in some respects, like sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta break an break an egg to make an omelet. You gotta you gotta make a grand gesture to get people's attention. Okay. So my take on that, when it comes to getting your voice heard in America, everybody will have a different method and that method can be peaceful. That method will be peaceful. That method will be violent. That method will be different measures that some of us has never seen or experienced. And to say which one is right and which one is wrong. I don't think that we're at that place. Yeah, I don't think that you would have as much violence if you didn't have infiltrators jumping into the movement, because a lot of people lead off of example. If one person see another person doing bullshit, then they're going to continue to do bullshit. But if you got more peaceful protesters and more organized protesting happening, then you have people who could call out bullshit like, hey, young man, that ain't, that's, hey, that's not the way that we're doing here. But if you got just a mixture of all different type of people just mm-hmm. doing whatever they want and complete no organization, well, then that is where leads to you just got this getting blurred into this getting knocked down. And when it comes to you got to fuck some shit up to make some noise, I'm not going to tell black people that I'm not going to tell I'm not going to tell black people because that is who this protest is about and for and you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, to me, when a white person burns down or vandalizes another white person's establishment, I don't know who you're doing that for. Because some of these people are not even for the co- the cause. Like they have no, they're not into black people. They're not having have any black friends. So, you know, the, well, some people just like destruction. They like Anar- the mayor. Anarchy. 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 It's just like, freedom because we are all very stressed we are all under a lot of suppression especially coming off of two and a half months of quarantine from covid yeah, lockdown yeah trinidad like uh, i think a lot of our listeners a lot of barstool's listeners are, are younger um this might be the first you know real riot or something they've seen they might not have been around in 1992 but it seems like this is happening 
it's happened every 15, 20 years. Nothing really has much changed even since like the 60s, since these big these big riots these big protests like right. you think about the tulsa yeah yeah do you think this one will make a change do you think anything's different this time do you think anything's going to come about this and what do you think should should come about this to, to make things different we're educating the young ones we the mm-hmm. same young ones that you're talking about they're being educated they're getting a tough lesson that once again that hard factor that we talk about they're getting a hard lesson but they're also getting an educated one because they're already educated they're already in school they're already tech savvy they already they already have a millennial way of thinking, you know. So they already think different than every than all five of us here right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They have a they think they're more right than we are. You know what I'm saying? They have a way of doing things. They like they're 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 already vegan. They, you yeah, know what but, I'm they're, they, hey, but they're they're young. They yeah. don't they they don't know what what changes do you think? And what charities could people you know like us donate to? Uh, I know I've been struggling to, to sort of figure out how do you help from afar when you when you're when you know if you're working during the marches or whatever and but you still feel for the cause and you want to help well, out. You know, you donate. You donate. You do the two things that you definitely can do is the first thing you do, you donate. And when it comes to let's start with donating. When it comes to donating, the first person that ever should receive a, a cent from you is the family. This particular situation is boiled up of four hundred and sixty-eight. 470 other unlawfully black deaths by police brutality. But this particular one was the straw that broke the camel's back. So you start there with the family because he has a daughter and a wife, you know? So you start there, you donate to the George Floyd. Uh, they have a GoFundMe for them. Yeah. Then if you still feel like donating some more, then you go from there and then you support the protesters. You support the people in the street because even though you're white, Equality goes for everybody. The quicker and the faster that Black people can truly feel respected is the more respect that you can get as a white man walking into an establishment with Black people. Right. This respect travels far. This respect is not just for Black people to respect Black people or, or for white people to respect Black people and then they treat white people like shit. No. This respect is a mutual respect that we deserve, that respect that we give each other when we met for the first time, we had dinner or whatever, right. you know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, you're trying to be black or I'm trying to be white. It's just as a we're man- We're just trying to get high at a holiday inn. We're just having, <laughs> we're just having fun. You know, that's what doing, like, we're we're yeah. living life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're, but respect is important. And when somebody does not feel respected, it's hard for them to give respect. So I would say from a donation standpoint, you start with the family, the George Floyd family. Yeah. And after that, you- um, you fund the protesters. Black Lives um, Matter movement, basically. Um, well, the protesters are kind of more of the bond money. You help them with bond money for the protesters. Oh, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Because the the thirdly, I would say Black Lives Matter because I don't want you to donate if until you truly understand what Black Lives Matter means. I don't think that's fair to your pocket. So on that note, let, let's talk about that because I think that's an interesting, uh, interesting point. So you know, yesterday or two days ago, there was the the blackout movement on on Instagram, right? And you know, for you and myself, Trinidad, you know, we saw that coming from the music industry first, and it spread into the entertainment industry uh, at large, and then to everyone, right? And there was a bunch of backlash for different reasons. Everyone's got a Correct. voice. There's a bunch of confusion, but there seems to be some trepidation, right, on behalf of the African American community, understandably so about this outpouring of support. You know, I was talking to a friend the other day who said, 
uh, everyone's asking me how I can help. And to them, I say, why don't you check back with me in a couple weeks? Uh, you know, you know, I feel like at least the white community, right, who are who are sitting and trying to say, how what can we do to help? I feel like there's a bit of awkwardness and, uh, you know, I guess lack of direction in, in, in how we can. Well, I, Pat, I even involved. saw something for like the million dollar games worth of games, guys. They're like, don't stop the information. Like, right. you know, like, don't don't stop the information. It's, it's a voting day even like. Right. This is primaries. Yeah. Like, don't yesterday. don't you know, stop. Instagram's like a huge know. means of communication. Like, yeah, and, and yeah. Iowa, you got like freaking Steve King. That dude is like a freaking yeah. super Republican. Like he flies his confederate. He was probably flag, happy like, about the times. He was happy about the times, blackout yeah. day, but he still lost that motherfucker. <laughs> he still lost. You know what I'm saying? You know, shout out yeah. to freaking Faini, Randy. Shout out to Randy Fina. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, point point being, I guess what I'm saying, what's the opinion? Because it seems to me like there's a, there's there's a rush right now from all communities that are sympathetic or empathetic to support in some way, shape, or form. But it, it seems to me that there's some short sightedness in in some respects there as well. Like this this has to be larger. The blackout square to a person like myself is bullshit. Because if you're an influencer on any form or fashion. When you're winning, when shit is going your way, we know it. You put it in our freaking face all the goddamn time. You celebrate the shit out of it. You post this, you post that, you're posting your story, you tell us to do this. Everything is informational. Boom, boom, go do this, go follow that. So subscribe for this for me, this, that, 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 that. And when it's time, when it's time for you to just say how you feel, you're hiding behind a black square. What the hell is the black square going to do? To me, it's too image. It's too much image appropriation. A little hollow. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like it's like to me, we you people are too smart um, to be followed for that. That's too much of an easy cop out. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just too much easier, too easy of a cop out. That's something that the that's something that the NFL will do. You know, uh, we're going <laughs> to wear pink gloves to, for breast cancer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like. I think that yeah, stops uh, breast cancer. I'm pretty sure. I don't. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it. To me, I just think that people could come. I just thought that they could do better. And then, you know, who does that? Like you guys said, who does that on a voting day? You know, when yeah, bad planning. You, it, it's just, it's, it's just not good, man. It's not good. And um, to now go to with the legislative thing that you said, it starts with economics. When you get your economics together, then you can get your politics together. Politics with no economics is bullshit because every politician could be bought. Every single politician could be bought. Every politician's campaign is funded by a lot of money. And that money doesn't always come from their own pocket. It comes from supporters like yourself, like, like people that's in the same class as them, people in the same neighborhood as them or whatever. You need support. So economics is what's important. And until we... And that's what I'm hoping that this situation kickstarts and we become more doers in the economic standpoint. Uh, black economics, we need more strategic plans to get that together because with that, then you'll be have some type of foundation. The reason why the police can't respect a black person the way they respect a white person, because there's no fear. If you pull the wrong white person over, you will lose your badge because they got backing, they got foundations, they got funds, they know telling who right. they know. Okay. With black people, a, a police officer, they ain't worried about that. Who could you know? It don't matter. You ain't no. It ain't nobody up there. Obama R- gone. Right. Well, f- for our listeners, you know, I feel like there's there's an education process going on right now. So it's like 
you know, a lot of people are saying, well, hey, you know, uh, why is why, why why is my life less important than their lives or, you know, which is ignorant. Right. But it's like, well, my life isn't hard. Are you saying my life isn't hard? Like, well, let me piggyback on this. A lot of things I'm seeing, too, are like, why weren't people mad about the protest to open up the economy? Why weren't people mad? like a lot of people are sidestepping from the issue at hand and saying, why not? Be mad at this, but be that's mad just at this. more of the same. And to mm. me, I think that's a like that's a cop out. Like, why can't we talk about this particular issue and not worry about all the other issues or whatever you're mad about? And why can't everyone think about this at least, listen about this, and, and think about this, and not compare it to another fucking issue? Like that 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 upsets that that bothers me when people do that. Like, why did, why aren't you mad about the Michigan militia? It's like shut the fuck up, and why don't we just all deal with this right now and think about this? You know, like I don't know to our listeners like what's it like being black in america and dealing with the police you know like like truly what is that situation like that situation is put like this for america to put thousands and thousands of people in jail not just black people people in jail for marijuana and then to turn around two years ago and now they sell marijuana and profit off of marijuana tremendously is insane to me. And, and people for the still government for to, and, and still put people in jail yeah. while they're making money off of it. It just shows you that our amendments, they are not holding the same weight that they were, that were written on and were built on. They're not holding the same weight. You don't got the freedom same of speech today. is not freedom yeah. of speech is not free. It's not free. The Second Amendment, it, it gets abused daily according to who's using it. You know, and um, all these things won't be changed today. To, to go back to what Mark, what you're saying, the reason why people like to compare their issues with new issues is because people want to deal with the issues that their life can handle. The things that they're more well versed in, the things that people are not well versed in, they try to walk away from it. They try to block it out. But when, when subjects get bigger than that, when subjects get bigger than what you can block out, then it becomes uncomfortable. And when people get uncomfortable, then they complain. Not everybody you know can take a punch. If you punch, if you punch most people, they're going to say, ow. It's not would, many you agree, to punch would, would you agree that uncomfortable is good in this scenario for people that are uncomfortable? Oh, amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Amen. You know, That's so what I'm saying. because yeah. Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that Asian lives white lives or any other lives that's not black lives doesn't matter. It's just right. that if you have went so many years not being treated as an equal in the room, when you're putting in double or equal as much work, it will eat away at your soul, eat away at your core. And and that is the that is the aggression that you hear, see, and feel right now in the world. This kid he, um, once again, another kid, uh, tech for justice. So when the police pull you over, he's developing an app that they would scan your license plate and that would click off a QR code. The QR code would go to the officer and it would go to the person in the car. And if this is just a routine traffic stop for like something minor, um, then you can handle everything without the officer having to come to the car. Mm. Because oh, a lot of people get so nervous Right. For the, they don't even have any Rightfully drugs so. or any a gun. Or they get so nervous because officers, police have such a fair tactic, especially black people, such a, a fair connotation, negative connotation over their head that yeah. you just automatically feel guilty for something you haven't even done. Absolutely. This eliminates right. that fair 
that, you know, a little bit. It's still, you know, some a lot of things and kinks to work out and, you know, as far as like if you but got a help warrant. Step in the right direction. It helps, you know what I'm saying? If you have a warrant, then <laughs> yeah. this is not involved. Like they come into the car, right. you, you're in trouble. You know what I'm saying? But instead of uh, a, a busted taillight or something leading to you getting shot in your own car, I don't think I would pray and hope that a cop is not waking up to kill somebody. You're waking up to do your job. And if somebody dies in the process, fuck or whatever. But we need to find solutions Mm -hmm. that eliminates the tension and the friction because it's right now it's the world versus police. Yeah, that's not millions of millions of Americans and 700,000 police officers in America. No comparison in numbers. Yeah. So, so yeah, you know, police are, just because I have a gun, that doesn't mean they're not scared. Right. right. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough for police for sure right now, too. Do you think, but I mean, like, so the, the, the last enormous route, there were, there were Baltimore protests that turned a little bit violent stuff, but the last, like, big movement was, was 1992, but that was mainly contained to California, mainly contained to Los Angeles. This is, this is like international. States. It's not even yeah, all cities in the U.S., it's inner fucking national. Yeah. Do you think this is, this is the one that might change some stuff. Do you, is there, do you have hope? To like, I, well, I always got hope. You know, yeah. I, I always got hope. But it's going to take more than this. Somebody mm-hmm. else will die. Somebody else will get killed. You know what I'm saying? It it could be anybody of, of color, man. You know, because things don't just change overnight. But this is a big step. I'm proud of the world. I'm proud of I'm proud of the universe. I'm proud of everybody that's standing up for the right reason. No matter what, you know, I've said this to a couple of people is that um, in black families and I think in families, period, you have that crazy cousin, that crazy sibling. Oh, yeah, that transcends, that transcends race. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> crazy cousin, crazy sibling who's always in trouble. They, they're wild and we have to deal with them. And now. White people and other races, you're getting to see it firsthand. You got that crazy cousin. He's going to go fuck shit up. When he gets mad, he fucks shit up. He puts his hands on people. He has a fucking problem. That's how he, that's how he handle, handles pain. That's how he handles anger. That's how he handles joy. Because some people are just wild. And so the methods that people are using, they will look wild. They will look crazy. Because they are wild. They are crazy. But these are not just coming from anywhere. They're coming from time and time and time and time of peaceful protesting. I don't know, ever know of, from my readings, of Martin Luther King having or inciting a riot. He still mm-hmm. got shot cold-blooded. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but it was for a cause. It's for, you know, that, that eight days after the fact of Martin Luther King dying, um, the actions of the black community led to the civil rights movement. You right. know, so it's certain things like to answer your question, this situation with George Floyd, that certain things will come from this, that that hasn't happened to this day for to this to this day that we had. I hope so. Hope so. I, hope so too. I think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah. And we got to keep the um, we have to be consistent. We have to keep the march going. You know, and um, and educate people that want to be educated along the way. You know, um, you should never force yourself to learn uh, what Black Lives Matter is, but it is important. I can't force you to understand what's right. 
because I think that when a black person shows you love um, or comes works for your company and works hard for a white boss, that's that's the respect because they respect you, they appreciate the opportunity, they respect you, and respect should always work on both sides. And, you know, it's, it shouldn't be forced. It never should be forced, man. Well, Amen. we love you, TJ. We respect you. Uh, thank yeah. you for coming on our show. Likewise, we guys. Really, we really appreciate it. Thank you, TJ. Hey, you guys. Thanks, I man. appreciate you, man. Um, you know, to anybody, to everybody that listened, you know, I hope that you were able to hear something that could help you move in the right direction to understanding what equality is really about. Oh, yeah! And that's going to do it for Hard Factor. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, we have that T-shirt out. Like Will said, what really helps us, you can help the boys out, buy a shirt. Really helps us out. Go get some steaks. That helps you out. It helps us out, too. So that's good. Um, Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Hard Factor Will, at at Hard Factor Pat, at Hard Factor Mark, at Hard Factor Wes. Check out our videos on YouTube. Subscribe there as well. That also helps us. We get tune some in radio ad- today. Yeah, we're doing radio today. So tune in at 11 a.m. Eastern on Power 85 Sirius XM. Um, and most importantly, have yourself a great fucking day. Back on, nigga. Back. Black on, nigga. Black. Shit getting ugly. Mass on, nigga. Uh. Back on, nigga. Back. Black on, nigga. Black. Shit getting ugly. Mass on, nigga. Come on. Shit get crazy when that cash go, nigga. Crazy. Everybody got the answers. I ain't asked y'all, niggas. Give a fuck who got now, nigga. Now you got next. I ain't at niggas, bitch. Boy, I'm at you niggas neck. Uh. Niggas living for the limelight and dying for success. I feel like Virgil and Rambo in this Louis V vest. Uh. Niggas wish I would just die. I be making niggas vex. I be dripping Carson daily. Make your bitch make a request. I never say I'm hungry, bitch, unless I'm in Budapest. Eating good, nigga, counting up on the new check. Chilling with my nigga, shooting pool, eating root critters. Drama corner pocket, hit your ass with a pool stick. These niggas are softer than a condom from Duke Rex. I'm learning new jugs, nigga, might build a duplex. Humble even though my rings look like a root, bitch. These fake ass niggas break fast like a cute bitch. Bitch, just a shining boy, I feel like Kubrick. I don't associate with niggas who don't do shit. Nigga, you just doing it, I do this shit. Ha, fuck that advanced nigga, I blew that shit. Blew yeah, it. went and got another and I...